Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. I want you to keep that applause going. Let's welcome best-selling author, Dr. Cindy Trim. We're so excited to be here, especially as it, it it relates to my life group and all of the book clubs that are meeting around the world and all the life groups that are meeting all over the world in England and Africa and in Asia and in Europe and Bahamas and Bermuda, all over the world. There are life groups that are meeting all over the world simultaneously. And I'm so glad to have an opportunity to do life with you. I'm excited about my new book. Hello Tomorrow, The Transformational Power of Vision. And this book means everything because to me because it's the long-awaited sequel to Commanding Your Morning. So many people were calling in, writing in, emailing, asking when is the next book or the sequel to Commanding Your Morning coming. And here it is. Your tomorrow does not have to look like your yesterday. And I'm excited about it. And so today we want you to be focusing on this fantastic book and um, you're going to be able to read from chapter to chapter to chapter and I didn't want to just go over chapters but I wanted to give you something fresh and something new and some things that are not in the book so that when you read the book you will be so charged up and the revelation will be popping off of the pages that your tomorrow will look nothing like your yesterday but let's pray our father and our God will give you praise and honor and glory thank you for the time allotted and what you have called us to do it is not by our might nor by our power but its spirit by the Spirit of the Lord. Thank you for a fresh anointing. And as we share about the wonderful um, uh, mystery and the wonderful uh, catalyst called vision, we pray that lives will be changed and transformed in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's go directly to the Word of God. It's a scripture that we left off with the last time we are together. We're going to start off with that same scripture and springboard into our lessons so that you can have a better understanding of what we mean when we talk about vision and how you can be a visionary how you can get another vision for your family, for your children, for your community, for your government, for your industry, and for your own personal life. I believe this is a generation of visionaries. People have up until this point been blinded by disappointment and anger and revenge and regret and all kinds of things are blinding us. But I believe that God is going to give us open eye um, revelation where the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened and we will behold the wonderful things 
things that God has prepared for us in the future by way of a vision. First Corinthians two, nine to 12 says, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. How many of you love him today? So that means that God has prepared some things for you. You may not have gotten it, but God is a God of preparation. We know without a shadow of a doubt that if God can prepare a star for the Magi to follow to find Jesus thousands of years before it was needed, God can give you a heads up to what, as, as, as concerning uh, what is needed for you to be uh, run head on uh, in a head on collision with your future success and prosperity. But God has prepared these amazing things, which includes the life that we would live and the things that we would live to um, uh, increase the quality, not only of our, the life of our family and the environment that we live in, but that the quality of our human experience here in this earth realm. The scripture said, but he hath revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. So we know that God actually refocus the lenses of our spirit from the natural to the spiritual or through to the supernatural. And he does it as he helps us to discipline ourselves to, to receive the vision that he had for us before the foundation of the world. So God begins uh, to refocus our the lens of our spiritual eyes by giving us a vision of future possibilities and potentiality. So turn with me to the book of Genesis 18, 17 to 19. Genesis 18, 17 to 19. Vision starts with a revelation. So therefore, a vision or a personal vision is a divine revelation of what your future looks like a vision, divine revelation of what your future looks like. And then if he gives you a revelation or if he gives you a revelation of your industry or a vision of your industry, um, then it, it's an indication of what future industries would look like. And this is what God did to a king, Nebuchadnezzar. He was able to take um, a, a man that didn't even really know him as the king of kings or lord of lords. He wasn't Jewish. And so he had no respect for the God that we serve, but yet he was in a position to influence the future. So what God did was to download a vision into his mind to show him the unfolding of human progress. And the vision that he showed him out of the book of Daniel was not only about how he would be a superpower, but every superpower that would precede him, starting from Babylon, and then it went from the Medes to the Medo-Persians, to um, the Greeks, and then to the Romans. And then his vision even uh, encapsulated uh, Great Britain as a superpower and the United States of America, represented as the Ten Toes, the United States represented at the Ten Ten toes. God showed this one man who was a, not a believer how the world would unfold. 
but he was narcissistic. He was stuck on himself. So he built this uh, big image of himself and he had people bowing to him. But history records how um, Babylon came to an end and it was replaced by the um, uh, Medo-Persian kingdom. And then, of course, that was replaced by the Greeks and, and Rome. And when Jesus came, the, the Italians were in control of the world. They were the superpower of their day. And then after the Italians um, came uh, Great Britain. And then after Great Britain, we know that the superpower of our day is the United States of America. So if God could take an ungodly man and show him how humanity will unfold and who the superpowers would be, can you imagine if we discipline ourselves as believers what God will reveal to us about not only the unfolding of our lives, but what about the unfolding of the life of your children, your nephews, your nieces? What about the unfolding of the plans that he has for your community? What about the unfolding of the plans that he has for our nation? A lot of people want to live the American dream, but what if God wants to give you a dream for America? You know, what is he, if he wants to show you um, what he, he, he wants to do through you to push uh, even United States of America, to push our corporate destiny uh, back into alignment with his original plan and purpose. But Genesis 18, 17 to 19, God is a God of revelation. He's a God that wants to reveal things to you. Verse 17 says, and the Lord said, shall I hide from Abram the thing which I do, seeing that Abram shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he's spoken of him. So now we see that God has a plan for Abraham and he says, shall I reveal to him? I know that, that, that Abraham is going to command his children. I know that he's a man of justice. I know his character. And then he decides that he's going to reveal to Abraham, the unfolding of his plan, his future plan for his posterity. And then he goes on and he tells Abraham, Abraham, look, sometime in the future, your family's going to be in 400 years of slavery. But after that, I'm going to bring them out. They're going to be a nation of priests. They're going to be very powerful and they're going to be a dominating nation in the earth realm. Now, can you imagine Abraham in his um, restricted paradigm and his the restriction of his understanding of what God was talking about? Um, can you imagine him just saying, hmm? I wonder how this is going to happen. And it's interesting because God's plan is going to come to pass because nothing and no one can stop him. And this is the sovereign God. When we talk about God, God said those that do know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. So exploits are attention, attention, um, getting results. So their jaw, they, when it means that you are engaged in an activity that, that, that is jaw dropping. It's attention getting. It's newsworthy. And so everything that you do should be awesome because you serve an awesome God and you should want an awesome life. And God is going to reveal how awesome your life is about to um, be or about to become. So God said, shall I reveal this thing to him? God is a God of revelation. So the word revelation comes from this Greek word, um, Apocalypto. 
apocalypto. And we talk about the apocalypse, things that are going to happen in the future, apocalypto, which means to uncover or to lay open it. It has the connotation that it's, it's hidden from someone like a secret, but someone lets you in on the secret. It means that God withholds things until you have the capacity to unfold things, to be participatory in the things that are unfolding. That word revelation is to make known something that is uh, uh, hidden in obscurity, but it's disclosed unto you, making known something that is unknown up until that point. So sometimes we are so blinded by our natural predicaments that we miss the revelation of the spirit. Sometimes that happens. So let's look at 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 5 to 17. 2 Kings chapter 6, 5 to 17. The scripture says, and when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah. And so now here we are presented with a man that couldn't see to the degree that Elijah could see. Elijah prays and he has this open uh, vision where God shows him the realm of the spirit. And he was able to see what his eyes previously blinded him to. And he was blinded because of the challenges of his current circumstances. When God gives you a vision, vision is a faith activator. Faith sees what the average person is blinded to. They see what the average person is blinded to. Do you not know that there are some people that look at you and they cannot see you being anything than what they what you are? They're blinded to the powerful person, gifted person, talented person that you are. And some people are going to regret that they didn't pay attention to you when you were blind. Because now that you can see and you could see your future, there's going to be nothing that will be prohibited you from accomplishing because of vision. So Genesis 13, 14 to 18, faith sees what the average person is blinded to. Verse number 14 says, and the Lord said unto Abraham, after Lot was separated from him. So in up until that point, Lot was a distractor. God was trying to reveal to him his future plan and give him a vision of his future plan. But here you had someone that was around him that was arguing and his staff was arguing and they were talking about it's not enough space for both of us. And instead of being um, a, a appreciative to what God was doing, Lot's um, staff was complaining. Somebody's going to have to move. And it was a distractor for Abraham. So after there was a separation, then there was revelation. 
There are some people that you will have to separate from before God will give you the revelation. The Bible said, lift up now thine eyes. And this is interesting. It means that his perception, his focus was in the wrong direction. And if your focus is in the wrong direction, you're going to move in the direction of your focus. I decree that God is redirecting your focus towards your future, that you will no longer be focused based on things that are around you or behind you. You are looking ahead and you are looking up. So the Bible says that lift up now thine eyes, refocus your your eyes and look from the place where thou art. Don't look at where you are. Look at where you can be. Look beyond where you are uh, and where thou art, northward, southward, eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. And then God makes him a promise. I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. So I will make means that it's going to be a process and how God gets you from point A to point B. It's a process. You don't just have this vision and then all of a sudden show up there within the next couple of minutes of getting the revelation. It's progressive. This is progressive. So that means we learned in our last Bible study that what God wants to do is to give you life strategies that will keep you in perfect alignment with, with his original plan and purpose. And we, we have to trust God because vision takes you into the realm of faith and faith sees what other people don't see. They see your future. They see that if you do this, this is, this is what's going to happen. And so God said, you know, I want you to look at the dust of the earth so that if you can number the, the, the dust of the earth, then you shall number your seeds. Arise, walk through the land, the length of it, the breadth of it, and I will give it unto you. So God began to change the landscape of his life by changing the landscape of his thoughts. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. Your feet will never take you where your mind has never been. So God gave him this excursion. He said, I want you to walk the length, the width, the breadth. Now we understand that he was talking about giving him dominance over all the world. But there were mountains, there were hills, there were valleys, there were seas, there were oceans, there were rivers, there were streams. And and many of these um, mountains he couldn't climb and the oceans he couldn't cross. So how did he see it? How did he walk the length? the brand and the width. He used his imagination to do it. You see, vision harnesses your imagination and your imagination is an ideas generator. So God said, I know the thoughts. I know the ideas. I know the plans that I think towards you. Thoughts of good, not of evil to give you to the expected end. So God wants to give you a mental excursion of your future. He wants to take you there. He wants to show you. And he's going to use your imagination. You are going to daydream. You're going to night dream. He's going to give you sparks of inspiration. He's going to give you ideas and thoughts and feelings and desires. And he's going to match them together. And then he's going to give you the discipline so that you can begin to commit those images to paper so that you can make those things come to pass quickly. So the Bible says, God told him, arise, and whatever you see, I'm going to give it to you. Verse number 18 is telling. Then Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamar. 
Now, this is very important. Um, and then the scripture says, of course, which is in Hebron, and he built there an altar unto the Lord. Now, this is, this is important because he didn't stay where he was. The vi vision dictated motion. The vision dictated motion. People are stuck because they cannot see themselves living better, going further, doing more. They're stuck. But, 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 but your physiology will follow your psychology. So if you could get your thoughts right, everything else follows suit. So this word was a word given to Abraham and it was an invitation for him to imagine possibilities. Vision requires the use of your imagination. And a lot of people think that your imagination is bad, but it's not. Genesis 11 says, the Lord said, behold, the people is one. They have all one language and this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. You know, I'm going to say it again. Nothing will be restrained from them, which they imagine to do. This vision is an invitation uh, for you to imagine future possibility. So all God was saying is this, how you see your life unfolding is how it will unfold. When your mind flourishes with new ideas and amazing possibilities, your life will flourish in an amazing way. When your mind is flourishing with new ideas and amazing possibilities, your life will flourish in an amazing way. I decree and declare that by revelation, your business is flourishing. Your marriage is flourishing. Your ministry is flourishing. Your bank account is flourishing. Your children are flourishing. Your health is flourishing. Industries are flourishing. Friendships are flourishing. Your nation is flourishing. Your government is flourishing. Because whatever you imagine will emerge. When your mind is empty, your future will be empty. So you've got to use your imagination. Listen, your imagination is more powerful than your memory. So forget those things which are behind. Say goodbye to tomorrow and say goodbye to yesterday and say hello to tomorrow. Imagination determines possession. Imagination determines progression. Imagination determines influence. Imagination determines power. May God carve out 30 minutes every single day so that you can imagine your future. I pray that God will give you 30 minutes every day so that you can begin to write your vision down. I pray that you will become an imagineer. Yes. You, people ask you, what is your profession? Say, I'm an imagineer. What do you do? Imagine future possibilities. Because if I can imagine it, I can accomplish it. Whatever you can imagine, you can accomplish. You know, again, I want to remind you how you see your future unfolding is how it unfolds. How far can you imagine? 
Can you imagine yourself moving forward? Can you imagine your community moving forward? Can you see yourself amongst the best, if not the best in your industry? Can you see yourself as president and CEO of, of your own Fortune 500 or 100 company? How far can you see? What can you imagine? Imagination is about how you see things happening. Can you see your products branded in the number one position in the marketplace? Can you see your name on the cover of a New York Times best? selling list? Can you see all the people's lives you have touched, changed, and empowered and influenced through your nonprofit organization, through your ministry? Can you see yourself sitting on a yacht, uh, just sailing along the Mediterranean Ocean after you invited me to sail on your private lot with you? I can see myself on your yacht right now. Can you see your face in lights or on the side of a billboard? Can you see the name of of your business on a large corporate building that you own? Can you see yourself walking across a stage with your diploma in your hand? Can you see yourself as the partner in a number one law firm? What about owning that restaurant or winning the gold medal at an Olympic game? Can you see yourself on the top of the ladder of success or breaking the proverbial glass ceilings with your high heels? Can you see yourself with the spouse of your dream and a happy family setting, celebrating your 30th anniversary. Can you imagine people singing your songs 100 years from now? What about hosting your own reality show? Can you see that? Can you see yourself making this world a better place by giving back to society in your own unique way? Can you see your bank accounts filled? Can you see yourself standing in a stadium with millions of people listening to you as you deliver one of the most compelling messages anyone has ever heard. Can you see yourself on Broadway? Can you see the crowds going wild as they are inspired by you through dance and music? Can you see the sparkle in the eyes of children as you teach them? Can you see the gratitude on the face of a patient when you tell them that they are disease-free and cancer-free? Can you see your children growing up to be successful adults? Can you see your vision of helping, of coaching, of leading, of writing, of healing, of preaching, of teaching, of driving, or building become a reality. Imagine the possibility of vision is God's invitation for you to imagine the possibility. God said, lift up now your eyes. If you can see it from your eyes, then you can seize it in your life. And if you can see it from the eyes of your own mind, then you can achieve it. Because imagination makes everything possible. You can live the life of your dreams and you can succeed. Vision. Vision is a catalyst that is designed to activate your faith. Vision is a catalyst that is designed to activate your faith. And when you live by faith, amazing, spectacular things that happen to shock other people don't shock you anymore. They won't be a surprise because you imagine your life that way. When you understand how powerful vision is, you will no longer look at facts, but activate your faith to come into agreement with the awesome plans God has for your life. God's vision for your life is awesome.
And God is about to put awesome back into your life. Let's look at the book of Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 5. Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 5. The scripture says, Behold ye among the heathen, and regard the wonder marvelously. For I will work a work in your day, which you will not believe, though it be told to you. In other words, what God is about to do for you is going to be awesome. You're going to have an awesome future. God is going to put awesome back into your life. You're going to have an awesome ministry. You're going to have an awesome business. You're going to have awesome business opportunity opportunities. You're going to have awesome children. You're going to have awesome health. You're going to have an awesome body. You're going to have an awesome marriage. You're going to have an awesome career. You're going to go on awesome vacations. You're going to have awesome friends. You're going to have awesome future. You're going to have awesome experience. And how is God going to do it? He's going to give you an awesome vision. He's going to do it by giving you an awesome revelation of your future. Vision, therefore, connects you to the spirit realm, and the spirit realm is the causal realm. Vision connects you to the spirit realm by peering into your future. It takes a snapshot of the unlimited potentiality that awaits you. Then vision comes back to you in your present and reveals to you the things that God has prepared for you before the foundation of the world. It then reaches back to the finished work of Christ, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, and introduces that to you in your presence to bring everything that is misaligned into alignment so that God's original plan and purpose comes to pass unhindered, unfrustrated in the exact time that God originally planned for it to come to pass. And it all starts with vision. Vision gives you a glimpse of God's future plan for your for you and provides you with the opportunity to structure your life, to garner new strategies, to write your vision and to pray accordingly. God said to Abraham, for all the land that thou seest, to thee will I give it. To repeat how you see your life unfolding is how it unfolds. One of the things I love, I love quantum physics. And quantum physics tells us that it is the act of observing an object that causes it to be there where and how we observe it. I'm going to say it again. It's the law of observation or the law of vision. So quantum physics says that it is the act of observing an object that causes it to be there where and how we observe it. So what does that look like? I was in London. I spent a lot of time in London and I was on one of my uh, diets and I'm on a diet probably every other month. So in this diet, I was eating grapefruits. So I had grapefruits every day. And in the United States, while I was in the United States of America, I was eating pink grapefruits and I eat grapefruits just about every day. I love grapefruits. So I eat pink grapefruits, red, ruby red grapefruits every day, just about. I'm going home to have ruby red grapefruits for de dessert. So I went downstairs and I said, do you have grapefruits? And she said, yes, right over there. So I go over and I'm standing right in front of some grapefruits, but I don't see it. So I go back and I said, you don't have grapefruits. She said, yes, it's right over there. You were standing right in front of it.
And I looked up and down on this all-you-can-eat buffet. I did not see a grapefruit until finally she took me by my hand. And the exact place that I was in, guess what was there? Grapefruits. But they were not ruby red. They were white grapefruits. I'm going to say it again. A lot of us cannot see for looking because our vision looks nothing like our present. It looks like our future. And so our mind still wants to see our future like it is today. And so we end up blinded to the very thing that God is revealing to us unless he takes us by our hand and say, see it right there. And this is the this is the responsibility of the Holy Spirit in your life. He's the one that reveals it to you. The woman brought me by my hand and revealed it to me because I was blinded by a paradigm that said the grapefruits are ruby red. They were different from my paradigm. So I was blinded. So to repeat what quantum physicist tells us, they said the act of observing an object, it is the act of observing an object that causes it to be there where and how we observe it. See, it's not important that other people understand your vision. It is important that you understand it. It is not important that other people embrace your vision. A lot of us are wasting our time. Why? Because people do not perceive our lives from the same perspective that God does. They're limited in how they see our lives. I'm going to give you an example. I wanted to know how to write a book. I never wrote a book before, and my friend was had written a book. And I said to him, can you show me how to write a book? But his perception of me was, you are not ready. So he said to me, um, you're not ready to write a book. So his perception of me is not being an author not being able to write a book. That was his perception. So he never revealed to me the trade secrets. So God took me by my hand and showed me the rules of engagement for spiritual warfare. And through blood, sweat, and tears, I had to figure out how to do page one and page two and page three and page four. And back in the day, people held trade secrets to their chest. They didn't give you access to their publishers. Everything was off limits. They, you know, had their own kind of network and they network amongst them, but they weren't giving trade secrets away. How many of you know God knows everything? You know, he knows every publisher. He can hook you up. You could be an overnight success. And so through trial and error, I wrote my book. The book became a bookseller. I sold millions of copies of that particular book. And then my that particular friend came to me and said, how are you doing this? And I told him the same thing he told me. You ain't ready for it. Because he just, he didn't, he just didn't see me as an author. But I saw myself as an author only because God revealed it to me via a vision. How you see yourself in the future, not how other people see you. You've got to stop giving away your personal power to people. 
How you see yourself in the future is how you live, how you plan. It's how you love today, how you grow today, how you succeed today, how you prosper today, how you act today, how to pray today. When you are a visionary, your today does not dictate to your future, but your future dictates to how you live today. You see, people have it backwards. People allow their today to dictate to their future. But visionaries only allow their future to dictate to their today. Your attention to something informs your intention about something and literally creates that thing. You want me to say it again? Your attention to something informs your intention about something and literally creates that thing. Your attention to something informs your intention about something and literally causes that thing to manifest. So if you pay attention to your vision, it's just a matter of time before your life is going to look exactly like your vision. Act exactly like your vision. If that which you gaze upon causes faith and awe, it will be replicated and duplicated until you are living an awesome life. If, if, however, what you see creates fear and dread, conversely, what is replicated and duplicated in your life is a dreadful life. You've got to be able to see yourself as a capable human being, able to surmount anything that life throws at you. So this is what Einstein said, E equals MC squared. You hear me saying it over and over again. Energy equals mass times the speed of light. That means you are created in the image and the likeness of God. He spoke words based on what he saw unfolding. And it was the energy that transformed the world from being void and dark and empty into a world filled with beauty and abundance. So you have to determine how you will convert the energy called imagination into its equivalent. You've got to be diligent to sit down and write your vision because whatever you focus on today fuels the reality of your tomorrow. This speaks to the power of vision. Let me give you one more scripture. Uh, Genesis 13, 14 to 18. We read this already, but thir- Genesis 13, 14 to 18. God said in Genesis 13, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision saying, fear not, Abraham, I'm the shield and thy exceeding great reward. And then the Bible goes on to share with him. Look, this is what's going to happen. What I want to do, you to do is look towards heaven, change your perspective, change your focus, and you will have heaven bearing down on earth until you will live in a heavenly glorious state. So vision gives you the ability to see beyond your circumstances, to see beyond your circumstances. Again, Elijah prayed in the book of second Kings six and 17, God opened up his eyes. And when Elijah prayed that prayer, it gave his personal assistant the ability to see beyond his circumstances. And I want to end with the prayer that, 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 that Paul prayed for the Ephesus church. I want to pray this prayer for you 
And then what I want to do is to give you our scripture that we're going to be focusing on in our next Bible study and in our next book review. We're talking about you finding a bridge that bridges your future with your present or your present to your future, getting you from point A to point B. And in Hello Tomorrow, in our outline, it says your first step for living the life of your dream is to build a bridge to your future. And the first chapter, it's your future. Own it. It's your future. Own it. Don't let someone else own it. Number two, leave ordinary behind. You cannot have an extraordinary life by living an ordinary life. You got to leave ordinary behind. And then number three, set your course towards tomorrow. Stop looking at your rear view mirror. Start gazing at your future, the road that lies ahead of you, the, hor- the horizon of possibility that stretches out ahead of you. Ephesians 1, 17 to 19, Paul prayed a simple prayer, which is a prayer that I'm praying over you. The scripture said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of your calling, what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, who believe according to the working of his mighty power. And this is my prayer, that you would have an eye-opening experience, that you will no longer be blinded by regret and blinded by your current set of circumstances, that God would download a revelation by harnessing your imagination and give you a vision for your future. I pray that you would be disciplined therein. Our Father and our God, we give you praise and honor and glory. Even as we learn about vision, even as we understand that it is uh, transformational as we engage our imagination through uh, giving the Holy Spirit permission to reveal to us the wonderful things you have prepared for us before the foundation of the world. I pray, Father, that the blessing of the Lord will make us rich, will daily load us with benefit, and that there will be no sorrow with it. Father, I thank you that we would take uh, the uh, instructions given to Habakkuk as instructions given to us, that we would write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that we may run with it, because we know that the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. And though it tarry, as we wait patiently, it will surely come. It will not tarry. Why? Because the just shall live by faith. God bless you. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.